for the longest time though anytime i actually got to play anything uh was online well actually still anytime i get to play anything is online other than when i'm here my friday night group we all live in different states so we play over over discord and roll 20 my group i'm supposed to be playing with thursday nights we have to find two new people just because two of the people we have cannot get their shit together enough to actually gamers meet, not being able to get their up. shit together that's yeah. so rare so rare i'm not tracking you I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> what was yeah, the um tom hanks movie the the, the one where those the wonders where they had the one hit one oh yeah the, um, um, yeah the end of it the the mm-hmm. old jazz musicians like man ain't no way to keep a band together mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's that way with gaming so, man ain't no way to keep a gaming group together yeah now you got me trying to remember the name of that goddamn movie i think it was just called the wonders wasn't it i don't think so because they they spelled them oh, fuck maybe i don't know fuck it i'd have to look it up but on today's episode gonna, of the adventurer's gonna, vault imdb <laughs> edition i'm gonna interrupt you you're gonna be describing some horrific scene and i'm gonna be like it was the wonder you were right it just came <laughs> it just came to me I guess I know why they called me for this, you know, why I got this job. If you want to know how Zadikio got hired for something like this, well, uh, I can tell you why. Uh, it happened a long time ago. Well, that's how it all started a long time ago. My village, you know, we were always fighters. We were taught to fight from a, from a young age, and, and we were, you know, we were raiding and, and taking what we needed and as we needed to, you know, and so... We attracted attention, and so we were always also having to deal with mercenary companies or militias. And, and so one day, I'm, I'm, know, I'm 15, maybe 16, and, uh, and we were being raided by this uh, group of, I think they must have been knights or something, you know? Uh, they wore you know, armor, they were relatively well organized, and, and uh, tough fighters, you know? Killed a lot of my people, I respect that. And uh, I was fighting this one guy. And he had a, a, you know, kind of silver gleaming armor and a white tabard. It was splattered with blood, of course, you know, and and a big long sword and a helmet. And, and uh, he was he was giving it to me good, you know. And I was giving it back, though, you know. It was a good fight. Frankly, we were at death's door, both of us exhausted uh, from the day of fighting and from the blows that we were trading back and forth. And 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 he got me. He hit me good, hard, square in the chest, and and I could see it, man. My my vision. It clouded, and and there was a, you know, a breath like it was it wasn't coming, and and I could feel the blood seeping into my lungs, and I thought this is it, you know, but but I'm going down fighting, and so I, I reared back with my hammer and I leveled one right at the side of his head, and and I saw that helm, I saw that helm, just dent, it just it just fractured, it caved in, and and he staggered back, and then he fell, and I saw him there at my feet. <laughs> And uh, 
and then that was it. You know, I fell, I fell over, and, and my vision clouded over, and I thought, that's it. I'm gone. It's a good way to go. But I took my enemy out with him, you know. And then, after a time, I, I just woke up. I just hadn't died. I, I don't know why. I was still injured. My chest still hurt. I was coughing up blood and phlegm. And I opened my eyes, and I looked up, and he's standing over me. He's standing there at his gleaming armor and his tabard. And he's got that huge dent still in the side of his head. And I thought, well, <laughs> guess guess I get to go twice, you know. I guess he's going to get me again. Uh, and then I looked down, and his body's laying there on the ground. I mean, he's standing over me, but he's laying there on the ground. And he's just looking at me. He's just staring at me. You know, and I could... I could tell he was dead, but he hadn't gone. And I could see him somehow. And <laughs> that's how it's been ever since. I I see all the ones I've killed. I see them. You know, they, maybe they don't stick around for long, but they're always around for a bit. And they all look at me. They never say anything. But that's it. You know, I, I see them. Sometimes I see others, ones I didn't kill, but the ones that stick around seem to have met some sort of violent end or they seem lost or especially the ones that have been around for a long time. You can kind of tell, you know, they don't seem like they're all there. And, and then you get the fresh ones. And, but I see them. There's almost never a time when there isn't one around. Other people don't see them, but I see them. I've tried to learn what I can. I can't help them most of the time. Sometimes, maybe, I can. Fighting, that's what, that's what I do. That's, that's how you tell that life is worth living by putting your life on the line in combat, by testing your mettle in a struggle against somebody else. That's what makes life worth living. I've learned that it's not without its consequences. So that's it. If you want to know how Sadiqio got the way he is, that's how it all went down and I, I still see him there's always one around somewhere just staring just looking at me sometimes I feel they're judging but Zadikiel knows the truth it's all about the fight We cut to the inside of a classroom. You see Dizana Mistbrook standing at the front. Her professor, nowhere in sight. It's getting towards the end of the class. You can tell it's a Friday. Everyone's ready to go home. All the students are restless. She's looks exhausted, ready to go. Every, all the students are restless, also ready to go. All right, everyone, this time next week, I really, really need you to tell me what your arcane thesis is, please, for the love of God. Don't skip telling me. And um, Professor Tendleton did tell me to let you all know he is no longer accepting uh, office hours. So you have to come to me for any questions. Um, he did not give a reason why, but he said to come talk to me. Uh, I guess that is all I have for you today. Uh, your only, only assignment for the week is just to give me your arcane thesis for the love of God. Just turn in your arcane thesis. Okay. 
class dismissed. Get get out of here. I don't want to see you anymore. Okay. And then the class gets up, leaves. Susanna rushes in to Professor Tindleton's office. Okay, pr Professor, Professor. Oh, it's... What do you want? I know we've, we've talked about this multiple, multiple times. I, I am your TA. I, I am not your personal assistant. You keep keep asking me to get your mail and your, and your dry cleaning. Um, They keep sending you letters about about this convention. I, I don't know what it is. It's like some convention or something, but they keep sending you letters. You really need to read this. It keeps, it seems important. I don't really know what it is, but can you please uh, just respond to it? Here you go. God, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It says artist, but I don't, I don't want to go to artist, but it's a, uh, it's a uh, the ships. No, I've got too much to do. And then I've got my tea to drink. You, you go. Just you, you go do it. What, what, what's it? What's what is uh, artist port? What is an artist port? That's so so oh, important. Oh, it's a big city. You should read a map sometime, young lady. You're not. You'll never get far in academia. Learn no, things. But, but what? What's going on? I I know. You, no, I know. I know what artist port is. But what is going on in artist port? That is so. Is it like a convention? I'm it's sure like, it's some research. You'll you'll handle it just oh, fine. Just uh, like just a, use my name. Like tell, a research conven tell convention. Tell them. Tell them you're with me. It, it'll be fine. Just okay, like, like, just let them let, let them know I, I'm your TA. Like, you want me to tell them I'm your TA? Uh, young, young ladies, the uh, problems of the world aren't going to just reveal themselves to you. You have to learn to solve them. That's what uh, we do in, in in academia. You just go and oh, report back. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I, I guess I'll. <clears throat> so she walks out, kind of opens up the letter and scans through it. Be, be a dear and bring me another pillow before you leave. Oh, though, will you? Uh, oh, 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 okay. I, I guess I'll bring bring the pillow. Goes and grabs him a pillow and drops it off and scurries out of his uh, office. Yeah, that's, 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 very well, very well. She reads through the letter. Doesn't really give any information on that letter. Okay, I, I guess it's just some sort of convention. Oh my god, I can't believe this. Looks up to her small shoebox of an office on the door. List Dizana at Mistbrook. Already a line of students there waiting for her. And she runs in and just goes on with her day, completely forgetting about what she has to do. And we go back to the Hall of Souls in the city center of Artisport. Four brave investigators continue their investigation through these somewhat disturbing halls as they move from room to room questioning these vile witnesses. And where are we going to next? I believe you guys are leaving the room called Fame where you got to meet the Sully Street Slasher. Seemed like a nice fellow, didn't he? But as you move to the door, these large double doors carved into the door is the word slaughter. The doors open and you pass through. This time as you enter into the room, you're filled with a shivering chill. Rows and rows of carcasses on hooks. Cows, pigs, sheep, goats, and they make up the bulk. But you do see a few corpses of other kinds mixed in. A minotaur, an orc, a lizard folk the occasional human, and even an elf. Each skinned and eviscerated, hanging in the cold to prepare the meat. Occasionally one will shake and rattle its hook and chain, making you wonder if they're all truly dead. Near the center of the room can be heard the distinctive chopping of a butcher's cleaver. Investigating further, you find what appears to be a muscular female human, 
with a large frame, almost ogre-like. Meat for the kettle, meat for the plate. The rest is greasy jerky that the soldiers hate. <laughs> Spirit, we've come to talk to you. Stop your chopping. Can't stop. People need food. Gotta have those bellies full. Marching along, marching so gloriously. Gotta keep them fed. Keep them fed. If I don't keep them fed, they'll wind up dead. Why, why do you have... It's, these creatures aren't food. He points to the ones that are... You know, uh, humanoids and, and uh, uh, demi-humans. Meat's meat when you gotta eat. Who are you feeding that needs this sort of meat? Soldiers on the front line. Gotta keep them marching. Gotta keep them in time. So soldiers for what army? The only army. There's only one. Only one that matters. Well, that, I mean, there's multiple armies. And to what? army that matters. I mean, that's very uh, that's more so personal opinion. Does anybody want to roll a lore skill that might be yeah. historically appropriate in some manner? Give me a moment. Well, I don't get the feeling that artist port, local undead spirits, or undertaking is going to be uh, applicable Actually, here. Artist port would work. Artist port would work. Alrighty. I believe I've got warfare lore. How about that? Yeah, sure. It involves a war. Mm, how about a 29, I say, rolling a 18 on the die? I say that we don't talk about my results. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zadikio, you would know that, um, you know, typically soldiers don't take off their uniform, so to speak, but sometimes they're allowed to if, you know, they're doing something particularly dirty. You know, maybe you to... So, you know, uh, on a chair nearby, you see kind of an overshirt, and there's a symbol on it that you guys recognize that of the Fridian army. And if somebody had made their artist port lore check, they might remember that for a while, uh, Faradon took over artist port and used it as a kind of a launching pad for their war. At the time, there was a lot of oppression, a lot of terrible things, and uh, this was a, a big logistical port. So yeah, a lot of food would have been shipped out of here. Do I know the rank on that uh, uniform? Um, you're not for certain if you remember exactly, but you don't think it's a very high rank. This okay. Was, this is going to be maybe a, a corporal, something along those lines. Okay but an enlisted person. So Sadiqiel uh, notices uh, that uh, and says, um, thinks of a, a ploy perhaps to get this spirit talking more. Soldier, who gave you permission to take off your uniform? Read the regs, read the regs. I can take it off as long as they're dead. You, you fight for Feridia. Uh, for Fer Feridia? <laughs> you fight for Feridon, don't you? Hmm? I don't fight, I make the plate. Where'd you get all those uh, those people that are hanging from those hooks. Meat's meat when you gotta eat. Did you find them? Did you skin them? I skin them if I gotta. Who gets them to you? You get them yourself, don't you? If I need to, gotta get the job done. Gotta win the war. That's so, what all this meat is for. Since when does that involve murdering people so you could eat them? That's, that's not in the regs. It's not murder if it's war. Just the cost. Show me in the regs where it says that, soldier. Show me in the regs where it doesn't. You're pathetic. I make the meat. Everybody knows where it comes from. It's what I do. Proud of it. Everybody likes me. What's, what's your name? Bonnie. My name's Bonnie Merton. I glance at my more erudite companions. I'm assuming that isn't something I would know from warfare. Lord. It doesn't necessarily... Yeah, no, doesn't jog any memories from anybody. Mm. Other than you guys know that when, you know... The Freudian troops arrived at Artisport and kind of took it over. 
a lot of atrocities happened then, uh, especially amongst the non-human races. They were very opposed to it. That's why there haven't been elves around a long time. They murdered a lot of non-humans and very badly. <laughs> I guess you don't hear often about them being, uh, what, what happened to the bodies afterwards, eh? Not typically, no. <laughs> feel extremely uncomfortable in this room as an elf. You do, you do know that Faradon was pretty efficient. That was what made them quite so terrifying. Well, considering who was actually running the show there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they were okay with a few little atrocities of war. That ain't right. Sometimes you gotta fight. You fight because you gotta. But this, this isn't about war. This isn't about battle. This is disgusting. You disgust me. Where's one with full bellies? Ugh. All right, uh, listen, uh, fine. Keep your sausage making or whatever it is you're doing over there. We want to... We want to ask you about an elf. Did an elf come through here about a month, month and a half ago? That reminds me of the sausage. I got to get out those stomachs. Need the casings. While this is going on, Constance is going to reach into his jacket and he's going to pull out a box of what looks like cigarettes, pulling out and put it <laughs> in his mouth, but not light it. Almost like it's just there for the feeling. And, the, and with that, like you can hear the chains rattling. These supposed corpses hanging upside down, up and down these rows and rows. Dr. Jack appears to be... He's got a mix of... It's kind of disgust and a feeling of obviously someone who is creeped out about something. But at the same time, it's like a train wreck where you want to look away, but it's, you're too curious as he's like observing the bodies, trying to examine the blade work and the cutting done on these bodies. It, it's well done. Like, mm -hmm. Like, this is a person of skill. The elf shop. Tell us about the elf. We know you spoke to him. Which one? There's a couple around here. Points to the odd corpse here and there. To one that's left. That one. Yeah. Came through. Didn't get a chance to finish. Sometimes they run off before I'm done. Did, did he say anything to you? Doesn't matter. Words aren't for me. Soldier, answer questions whenever they're uh, posed to you. Your orders are to tell us everything you noticed about that elf before he ran off. He's an elf. I was a live one, so not a good one. Again, just extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. What was he wearing? I don't know. Weave a dandelion's elf shit. I don't know. He was... Did he say anything to you, soldier, before he left? He cursed me and called me names. What kind of names did he call you? Murderer, evil, things like that. Cursed Faradon. The gall on that guy. Like, he'll make it far. Cursed Faradon. As if he had any personal experience? Hasn't everybody? We're everywhere now. Rule the world. Yeah, I think it's going to go great for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bank on that. Invest all your money in Faradon. Those troops march sunrise to sunset everywhere. The world's ours. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You should go back to the homeland. <laughs> and uh, spend some time in that continent here shortly. Only... Only a piece of him was brought back here. What piece of him was it? Must have got him in one of the other shops. Knew he wouldn't make it far. Yeah. Somebody must have heard about it. They brought me back his liver. Mmm. Gonna make a fine meal out of that. The best part of the job. Sometimes I get the best cuts for myself. But I don't know. Where did that get off to? And, and what are you gonna eat that liver with? Out of curiosity, <laughs> what's going to go along with it? A nice candy and some fava beans. 
<laughs> lizard on a stick, actually. Yeah. It's all about the dipping sauce for the lizard on a stick. It's the lizard itself is fine, you know. But. The artist part delicacy uh, cashew liver. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Did he, uh, you see, so he just cursed you and left. Nothing else. He may have said something else, but I, I, I you know, those elves, they're already prattling on. That's why we have to silence them. Soldier, what did he say? What else? Said some crazy things like you did, that, like, Faradon won't rule forever. Like, does anybody could do anything about it? Look at my companions. Anything else before we leave this terrible place? How do we tell her? I think she'll believe us anyway. <laughs> I'm not getting mixed up in all that. I don't see the purpose. I mean, Dr. Jack is kind of curious, but at the same time, that, uh, my, that, that cleaver is, uh, rather sharp looking, and I'm not willing to test the theory if the ghost can actually hurt us or not, uh, in person right now. Aye. You know what? I'm getting more and more disgusted by this place. Let me tell you something, soldier. You know, Faradon, it's going down. We're from the future. We know how it works out. And your Faradon, it's going to be destroyed in a gigantic blast of negative energy. Your soldiers are going to be overcome everywhere that they go. You're a fallen kingdom. Everything you're doing right now is futile. It's over. You've already lost. You'll be... Forgotten. History won't remember you, Bonnie, soldier. <laughs> you lose. I've heard it before. Those who said it, they're close by. She kind of gestures around the, those on hooks. Oh, well, I guess I calm down for a moment. <laughs> also, one more question. Uh, what about the entity? The evil one. The one who brought the liver. You know who I'm talking about? Don't know nothing about evil. Bring me morsels. Gotta be a friend. More than just the liver? That's recently. Been a while. What What do you mean it's been a while? What else has it brought you? Don't recall. It's been too long. But it's gotta be a friend. Gotta be a friend. Have you ever seen it? I'm sure. Sure I have. What's it look like? Like friend. Brings me treats. Okay, but what does a friend look like? You know, friend-shaped. She kind of looks at you, like, oddly, like, they still got their skin. <laughs> and once again, gestures around the room. All right, let's leave. I can't stand this creature. They're getting worse by the moment. I think that's kind of the point. It is rather interesting that each ghost we encounter seems to have, uh... Not a goddamn clue about what's going on other than just saying, Yeah, there was an elf, gentlemen. I'm wondering if we need to put in a different crystal. Maybe we make this place a little more intense and see if that jars their memory. I think you just want to torture them because you don't like them. I'm not, I mean, I don't like them either, so I'm not opposed to the idea. I don't like the idea of torturing them. I, I don't want spirits to have to stick around here. Frankly, I think this place is an abomination. I think they should be able to go on to their normal reward or punishment. In this case, punishment for all of them. Let, let them spend some time in a layer of the Nine Hells or the Abyss or someplace like that. That'll teach them. Well, Here, they get to replay their greatest victories, their, their foul deeds over and over again. They're reveling in it. This isn't a prison. For some of them, it's like it's a reward. But, I mean, at least that's something. It's brought Bonnie other things. 
so I mean, at least that's something we know. Yeah, I'm not saying it's useless. I'm just saying maybe after we get through all this, we think about making things a little more, you know, intense. We'll think about it. Not yet. Let's get out of here, though. All right. So you guys move on to the next set of doors, continuing deeper into the museum. As you approach these double doors etched into the doors, you see the word hunger. You pass through those doors and on into a new exhibit. The room that you enter seems markedly less terrifying than expected. Downright comfortable looking. A crackling fire creates a pleasant warmth and a few nearby lounge chairs they seem quite quite relaxing. A large table has been set with what can only be described as a feast. Seems just invitingly warm. A man with a tailored suit and manicured hands appears from around a corner with a steaming roast on a plate. Oh, yes, good. The guests have begun to arrive. Please cast away your weariness and indulge yourself at my table. I've been slaving away all day with these dishes, and I think I've outdone myself. Please, please sit, pour the wine. Eat, eat. Finally, Mr. Jack is getting to be treated like royalty as he should be. Now, tell me, sir, what have you prepared for us tonight? All the delicacies I have made for you. I don't know where to begin. Sit, sit, pour the wine, fix your plates. I'll answer all of your questions. We have so much to talk about. I'm so excited. It's been so long since I've had dinner party. Hi, what, what's your name? Oh, fine lady. Oh, oh, so so nice to meet you. I am the Van Juno Van Smith. What? <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Oh, Juno Van Schmidt. You may call me June. My friends, they call me June. Well, it's lovely to meet you, June. Oh, and so fine to meet you. Well, please sit. Sit. There's vine. There's ale. There's everything. I say I make all day. I prepare for you. I know you are coming. So Dekio is curious if the ale is drinkable. How is Ezekiel going to find out? Ezekiel's going to sit down at one of those chairs and drink some ale. He's not eating anything, but he'll uh, he'll see if he can grasp a, a flagon of ale. Yeah, you know, you, t- you take a drink, and uh, a man who's been on the battlefield knows his ale fairly well. You've had a little bit of everything. This is, um, you wouldn't call it fine ale, but it is clearly an older recipe, so uh, it's very good, but the palate is just different. Uh, it's made more directly with honey, which in some ways you prefer, uh, you know, but there's going to be an argument to be made that the newer styles of brewing produce superior flavors, but maybe not for you. But uh, to be clear, it is, this is one of the, so these rooms are capable of summoning food, uh, consumables, like that first room. Was. It seems to be. Interesting. I mean, when you drink it, it seems to interact physically just like normal. Would I be able to do like an like some like an arcana check to see if it was like some like the food was like actually some in here, or if it's just like part of the room? Um, sure. Tell you what, we'll we'll say you're using detect magic as well, but let's just make that an arcana check um, as you kind of try to figure out what might be happening a little bit. Could I make an arcana check as well? Sure, go ahead. Um, that is a 38. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, I'll also be making an arcana check. <laughs> That's a lame right. roll there. I mean, I guess <laughs> maybe you learned something. 36. 
Not me. No, <laughs> no, no. What is wrong with you people with those roles? Good God. So uh, it's it's actually quite simple. You you know that there's definitely a lot of magic here. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's almost blindingly radiant when you really you know open up your your arcane senses to it. Uh, so you, you do realize like you are in some sort of a, a powerful artifact. That seems fairly obvious. But what you see before you is clearly a conjuration effect. But as you guys both know, like conjurations bring it, it's physical. You know, these things aren't illusions. They don't necessarily go away. So, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, this this, this, this has been conjured. It has a physical form. Uh, you know, you'd have to do further experiments to see, like, can these things leave the room? Can they, um, you know, are they lasting? Are they, you don't really know, but it does seem physical. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Okay, uh, no, you're good. Zadikil's wondering, and I'm thinking perhaps a, a medicine check after a while, because if ale is available, I will continue to drink it. But my question is, is there an intoxication effect? So, um, let's tell you what, we'll get to that in just a moment. Okay. Did you have more uh, follow-up questions on the Arcana stuff? or I have a different question. Uh, okay, let me just check. Anybody follow up on Arcana? Are you good there? Um. Okay, no, if you're good, we'll just go on to the next thing. I just want to make sure I gave you what you wanted. So. What? No, yeah, um. Yeah, because I didn't really, uh. Yeah, because I don't think I'll probably get much more. With okay. trying to go any deeper, so yeah, I'm good. Go ahead. So he brings out fresh food, right? Some of it was there when you got there, but he was feeling, like was he was bringing out the final dishes. Does it seem to be weathering at all, decaying, as though it was aging and an, or decaying at mm. an increased rate, or nothing? Does it... It, you've only been here a moment, but you don't see anything at this point. You're unsure how fast fast is, but so far everything seems to to be legit in there. Um, if, if you were to drink enough, you do feel like, you know, especially if you stay in the room long enough, like this isn't particularly strong ale, but you got enough, you're like, I think I could get a buzz off of this. It's interesting. It sounds like we ought to do an experiment. I feel that, uh, yeah, we, uh, science, it's for, it's for science. I mean, Dr. Jack thinks that, uh, this is you making a poorly disguised attempt at finding a reason to get drunk. I wouldn't say drunk, but uh, something to take the edge off. Uh, this place, it's wrong. It's wrong in so many ways. You, you, uh, chef, what uh, what dishes are you serving tonight? Oh, you honor me by calling me the chef. I am just a, I am just a simple cook who likes to make these wonderful dishes. Uh, the dinner parties, they are so much fun. Uh, let's see what we have here. Oh, I'm particularly proud of the roast. I have two, as you can see. Is this one here? It has a nutmeg. I know it's not uh, not usual, but I like the nutmeg, and it, it, yeah, that's the flavor. Uh, this one here is uh, I have a special marinade that, uh, if you don't mind, the chef would like to keep the secret himself. But it is so tender, you should try this one. You should try them both. But these are these are my signature dishes for tonight. As you can see, we have so many sides to choose from. I don't, oh, this one here. This is a this is a delicate whipped cream sauce. Oh, it, it is a it is jelly that almost will liquefy in the mouth. It is so sweet. Oh, you will, it's fantastic. I learned to make it only recently. What sort of uh, roast is it? Roast of. Uh... <laughs> Is that beef there? Is that pig? What oh, is this is uh, the. Oh, these are both the shank of a wild animal. Mm-hmm. What, what sort of animal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What sort of animal is this? This is a uh, is a terif- terrifying, dangerous animal. Is a good thing that uh, they are on my plate and no longer roaming free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Would you do the honor uh, in sitting and eating with us, June? 
Oh, I would be so, so delighted to sit. I, I will sit here as the head of the table since it is my table and I'll, I can't wait to dig into these dishes. And he does, like, he sits down, he reaches over and, you know, cuts off a, a slab of, of meat and, you know, not quite sloppily, but very grandly, you know, throwing stuff on his plate. Oh, please dig in, dig in, I will eat. While he is doing that, Constance is going to write something in his notebook and just kind of turn it so Jack can see, and it just reads, that's human meat, isn't it? Jack just kind of nods his head. If anybody wants to do uh, any sort of checks. Can I make a medicine check to try and identify what kind of meat this Anybody who would like to make a medicine check can go ahead. I'm going to do that. Same I thing. will. My medicine's not great, though. I'm only at 20 over here. I think it's I think it's pork. I think we're okay. Um, I got a twelve. <laughs> Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Like I said, so that's a thirty-eight total. Thirty-four. Weak. Weak sauce. It takes you just a moment for it to kind of come into view and click with you because, well, well, although you've seen a fair amount of human flesh, you've never really seen it prepared in this fashion. But it's really the bone structure that gives it away more than the meat. As you look at the bone sticking out of the roast, you're like, that's not ham. No. Not big enough to be beef. Maybe a goat. No, that's the, the wrong structure. And then, you know, you do that that mental kind of uh, checklist in your brain of the things you can be. And you're done. You're like, nope, I was right the first time. That's a femur. Yeah, Jack, Jack turns to uh, Dr. Constance and just kind of like gives him a nod of, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, with those rolls, since you did roll so well, as you go around the table, you start to begin to identify other things. The pate looks suspiciously like it's made out of brains. Now that you think about it, hmm, a few of those other dishes, I don't think those are cheeses after all. You, the uh, the glazing, like that, that glazing, it, it, it's made from, from fat of some sort. And you recognize that it's just off in some fashion. Well, although it may be quite sweet, you know, if you were to eat it, but uh, you know where that came from. Definitely rendered from from something that that wasn't livestock, or at least not to most people, it wasn't livestock. You going to give any uh, clue to the folks who failed their roles over here? Because <laughs> as far as uh, Zedekiel is concerned, that I, looks like delicious ham. I'm imagining that like Zedekiel's got like a piece and he goes to start cutting it and just Dr. Jack just kind of leans over and puts a hand just like, no. Oh, no. Did you want some? I mean, I, I mean, did you, was I being rude? Should I wait to everybody? Uh, I just slide him the book to show them. Uh, oh, come oh, on. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you guys should... Oh, please eat the foods. Oh, look at the delicacy. And he picks up what looks like an hors d'oeuvre. And you realize that, like the intern internal looks like a small, almost like a blood sausage uh, piece. And it's wrapped in something. And as he's popping it into his mouth, it finally occurs to you that that wrapping isn't bacon. It's it's sautéed tongue. Uh, can I make a, like a deception check to just make it look like I'm eating it without actually... If that's what you want to do. To just be polite about it, I guess. <laughs> okay, but this is also going to work against your party members. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> how, how convincing are you that you're eating this meat? Give her a shot. Oh, uh, that is a 29. 
She pops a big old hunk of roast in her mouth. <laughs> starts chewing away. Well, we we lost our. <laughs> we have failed. <laughs> so tell me, what brings such wonderful guests to my table? Please eat up, eat up. There's so much food. I can't eat this all myself. Doctor Constance, did she just? <laughs> did she just? I am pretty sure she did. Oh, That's don't, not. That. Don't tell me that. Maybe the bacon wrap sausages the too. That was eating That's... elves. Yeah, <laughs> we went past the room of people who was cutting up elves. Uh, uh, I think this is revenge for that. I don't... <laughs> are, are elves cannibals? I didn't know. I mean, is uh, that technically hard? wouldn't be cannibalism? It's not. This is a human different they're... species. Oh, it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm... you know, the Amadai is really give it away. <laughs> 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 they are beautiful almond-shaped eyes. A racist. A <laughs> God damn it, read Dragonlance. <laughs> Have you heard of Dragonlance? <laughs> Weiss and Hickman, for God's sakes? Like, every damn page, they're like, Tannis has beautiful almond-shaped eyes. Lorana has beautiful <laughs> almond-shaped eyes. They're, they don't deserve respect. They're just hacks. Just ask what's the ghost. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost decided to send you a message. I'm just going to let you guys think. Yep. So please, please, uh, the dinner party is supposed to be full of conversation. Why are we... Oh, entertain me, dear guests. Why you eat up, eat up? There's so much food. Um, it's... Great. Uh, so we were... <laughs> we were passing by and there was, there was an elf that came... Uh, came through that we were looking for. And, um... We were wondering if you had any information, June. Oh, the, the elf, yes, so he was here. He had no time to stay for food. I make the big lunch and he had to run along. He was uh, he was not so good to guess, but uh, all is happy in the house of Junov von Schmidt. Did, did you see where where he ran along to? Did he not say anything to Oh, you? he left and went on down the road. He was in such a hurry. Traveler, I think. Uh, so rare in these parts, and the, the elves, they're almost all gone anyway, but he he had to go. I, I wish he would stay longer and eat the food. Please, eat, eat the elves up. I have so much food. Yes, it's, it's, it's delicious. Um, we, we heard from the other rooms that pieces of him came back. Did you get a piece of him back as well? Oh, yes, I'm afraid the elf met was so unfortunate and uh, he must have run onto bandits on the road and uh, one of them, they bring me back. They bring me back a piece of the elf. It's so sad. I hate to see it. But that's almost all gone anyway, so uh, it's no good. I was going to uh, I was going to put it to good use, but uh, he's gone now. What, what piece of him did you get? Oh, they must have they must have done terrible, vile things, for they bring me his heart. By the way, don't think we haven't noticed what you've been doing there. Mm-hmm. Your little comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you mean my wonderful food? Oh, don't worry. The chef will never give up his secrets. Oh, I have so many things. The dishes, they're wonderful. You should try them, but don't ask. Don't ask. I have many, many secrets of the culinary delights. Where do you get your larder from? Well, these, uh, we are such blessed. I am a baron after all. So here in my domain, they, they, I, I take what I need from the people of the land. I assume they're poor, maybe. Some of them uh, 
come to you for help or other people send them to you, that sort of thing? I am the baron. Of course, they come to me for help. This is what they do, and I help them as best as I can. I make a artist support lore check to identify what baron he was. Who is this? Well, because I know the name, but I'm trying to think of, like, when information you about him. don't think he's from the artist port area. Okay. It doesn't make sense. There, there was an aristocracy in the area, but baronies were very rare, mm -hmm. and the accent is off, and you're like, I don't know if this has anything directly to do with artist port. Maybe he fled into the area, you know, found out what was happening. If anybody had any other lore checks they wanted to try, there might be applicable things out there. I'm guessing undead lore or warfare lore probably aren't going to help me in this instance. Um, warfare lore maybe. Uh, you'd have to roll well, but... Well, what's the chance of that? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, I got spirits, local undead, and society are the only ones I could think that might apply. You know what? Um, I, once again, a society might work. I'll allow it, but you, you're you going to have to roll well. Okay. And anybody yeah, can Yeah, I do. was thinking society. Yeah, I'll give society a try. Well... <laughs> Well, technically, I can't try society, but other me can try society. <laughs> uh, do you want to explain that at this point, or do you want to just carry on and maybe explain it later? Uh, well... Or do you want to drop some hints to it for somebody to ask you about later? Well, we'll ca carry on, and uh, the Battle Oracle will be the only one who will have any hints of what's going <laughs> on. So, you, you explain what's going on. Like, in terms of... What, what does he... What does the uh, Oracle of Battle observe? Guess not much. <laughs> not not much, role. not with that role, but um, as Dr. Jack appears to be pondering over the identity and history of this character, at a certain point he's it seems rather pensive and has put his fist up to his mouth as he appears to be thinking and is almost kind of muttering to himself. Now, to everyone else, it just seems someone who seems to be thinking themselves, but to our Battle Oracle friend, you could very obviously notice a distinct figure that's looming over his shoulder. It looks almost identical to him, but has a ghostly appearance, almost like a specter who appears to be leaning in next to him and whispering to him. Uh, he's trying to determine if this is an unwelcome presence, um, or, you know, like, what I'm wondering is, um, do you appear to be attentive to this spirit? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're kind of clock cocking and listening. Yes, Doctor Jack appears to be kind of. He pauses while the spirit is talking and then responds back. Feels like they're actually having a conversation. They're just being hush hush about it. And has uh, has this guy been with you all along? Or? No, he appears to only appear every now and then, such as right now. Hmm. Someone's got a traveler. Hmm. And he'll continue. I mean. He's, he's observing you, like, directly. Like, he's looking at the two of you and not disguising it. But it doesn't seem the appropriate time to bring it up. So please tell me, travelers, why why did you come to my door? And he uh, come to eat all this wonderful food. I love guests, but I love it better when guests, they tell me the, the things they know and they love. I want to hear the experiences. I, I, I even, I hunger for their words. What did the elf say to you before he left? The elf, he says, um, he says my food is no good. Uh, so rude. Uh, anything else? Uh, the elves, they have such a different palate. It, it, he does not like, but he, uh, but no, he says he must go and that, uh, that, uh, he expected to find something like me here, but, but it, I don't know what he means by that. 
Did he say where he was going or what he had to do, why he was in such a hurry? He said he uh, had suspicions and ha- he must go. He was suspicious. His elves, they're always suspicious of something. About what? Did he say about what? No, something dangerous. Do, do you know what brought his heart back? Uh, it must have been one of the bandits. I don't know. They kill him, I think. You, you didn't see what brought his heart back? No, they leave it at my door. So you never have a visitor here, maybe sometimes, whenever there aren't tourists going through, you know, maybe you have some something that shows up and maybe spends a little time with you, some sort of entity that maybe you can't see. You must be talking about the people of this land. Sometimes they do bring me things to my door and and they leave it here knowing that I will make good use of it. So they brought you brought you other things what other other things have they brought you oh so many things that i do that i use and need to eat you say they leave a tattoo door you bring them in from outside this this room uh, yes they come inside they come through the door just like you did they come here sometimes they are here sometimes sometimes they come inside sometimes they bring to me i am the lord i am the baron and they come to me and i give them what they need so they bring it in, in here themselves. Ah, yes. It, uh, it, it surely they come inside and uh, and we sit and we talk and we eat and we drink and then I make sure that all of my land is useful. Yeah. Hmm. You never have a different kind of guest, huh? Oh, the guests that come in the door all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's leave. I feel we feel we've uh, exceeded our uh, our welcome. So you guys uh, head out the other side of his little humble abode. I'm keeping an eye on you, Dr. <laughs> Jack. If that is your real name. As you approach the door, etched in it is the word respite. Clearly, as you enter in, you recognize this as another lounge. Chairs and cushions, fresh water bubbles from a fountain, and a small table filled with more snacks and refreshments. Isabella glides through the room she comforts you each in your own way. She offers bandages if any needed. This is clearly another room in which she is allowed to exist. Isabella? I have a question for you. Oh, hello. Yes. You offered bandages. Are many people injured here in in this place? Injuries, they come, they seem... They're different for everyone. Some require bandages, some require treatments of other types. This place is so stressful, so... You're fairly certain it's symbolic. I see, okay. (laughs) I just bring comfort in any way that I can. I just... Ooh, it's the Lady Isabella. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth. Sorry. Um... Yeah, Isabella, do you remember us from the other room? Oh, of course. You were there a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. You remember what we talked about? I think so. Talked about the elf, remember? The elf that came through? There was an elf. Yes, I remember the elf now. Were you asking me about the elf? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember anything more about him? He was nice. Hmm. Talked to you maybe in an old language? He hadn't heard in a long time. Language. I understood him, yes, but he 
He was, he was strange, familiar somehow. When you say familiar, do you mean because he was an elf or because of who he was specifically? I felt like he knew me. Did he ask you questions? I think so. We said so many things. I think some of them were questions. You remember any particular questions and the answers you gave? He said things about me. Like he knew me. What what did he say about you, Isabella? He said he said he missed me. That was very nice. He was so nice. <laughs> it's a shame he couldn't stay. None of the nice people stay. He missed you, so he knew you before? Before what? Do you remember having seen him a long time ago? I don't think so. But it's hard to say. Everything's out of place. Don't discount the fact that he might have been talking about the hall itself. She's the hall in taking some form, sort of consciousness, I. Eh? He could have been talking about the hall missing this place, more so than any individual. Hmm. Said he missed you, huh? Did he say anything different in this room than in the first room? And she stops and she kind of looks around like she's reading things. Nothing new from him, only old. Is there any place in here where his thoughts or ideas are on the walls? Or the ceiling or the floor or wherever? I don't know if they were his. Do any of these words remind you of him? Yes, yeah, some some are like him. Could you show us one? Some of those? Yeah, she does. She kind of looks around and she points to some writings that are etched into the wall. So sort of writings. Examine them. Um, I mean, it's going to take some checks. It's nothing you immediately recognize. What kind of checks? Well, um, probably let's start with some lores that might be applicable. Warfare or undead. <laughs> huh? Huh? Well, because if it's in a different language, I do have comprehend language. You do indeed have comprehend languages. Are you going to cast so, comprehend languages? I can cast. I will cast comprehend language, yeah. Okay. So the interesting thing about comprehend language is, while although you will be able to read the script, it doesn't necessarily impart to you any knowledge about the script itself. Okay. So, like, if it were, say, um, in Cyrillic, you would know what it says, but you wouldn't be able to say, hey, this is written in Cyrillic. You know, some of those things don't mm -hmm. necessarily come with it. Okay. Um, but you can... But I can at least understand... But you understand the script, what it says. Oh, so, you know, the text could just be, like, RA1357HD3, things like that, where you're like, yeah. oh, great, that's <laughs> like, real cool. helpful. <laughs> Awesome. Great. That's my Wi-Fi password. What are you? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jeez, dude. So um, this script is uh, even it's like several of you look at this and you can tell without having to really do a lot of examining or make a lot of checks that this is an old script um, and a because you can tell because of its primitive nature. It's almost uh, pictographic in nature, but not quite. Clearly, these are more. It's more symbology um, than it is. Uh, you know, a full, well-developed script. But since you can read this, it says something to the effect of the deeds and the souls upon death are transferred to the afterlife. But you don't understand, like, 
deeds and souls are used almost interchangeably. And that's a little confusing. That's that's kind of a direct translation. So the deeds and the souls. Okay, uh, repeat that one. Deeds and souls are transferred into the afterlife. Well, repeat the quote for me. That that's it, that deeds and souls. Well, the deeds and souls upon 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 death are transferred to the afterlife. And I don't know exactly how long the spell stays active for, but she points out a few other. Anything else relevant? Um, um let me see here. There's a time frame. It's an hour. I'll, I mean, I'll give it to you either way. It's um, actually a permanent effect, yeah. Richard. Yep. Uh, it's you permanent. Um, no, it lasts an hour. So So there is another one that, interestingly enough, you're not certain. And it takes you a moment to realize, like, at first you're like, is the spell not working on this? And then you realize it's not that the spell's not working. It's that this is a uh, uh, this is a name. So, oh, okay. so, you know, reading it, like, it doesn't completely make sense. You're like, oh, this is a name. This okay. is naming something. Um, and the, you know, a translation in common, co- and sorry, in common would be, uh, it's two words, alibasai. And if anybody wanted to try any other tricks, these are things that you might be able to understand. Cause like I said, comprehend languages means you understand it. You're like, oh, this is the name of something. Yeah. Um, but the name of what? No, let's find out. Um, would esoteric lore apply here at all? I mean, I'd give it a shot. I mean, I don't think uh, mercantile uh, lore would really. No, I might. If you want to do warfare lore, once again, you'd probably need to roll well. But there's a connection. For I'll that. give it a shot. I'm looking at other possible athletics. I mean, if I would do some push-ups or maybe some calisthenics, that I... might that that would really be helpful. Okay. So. Well, I'm gonna start doing jumping jacks. So, what'd you get on your esoteric lore? Thirty-two. That's a pretty good roll. Was that a nat twenty on the die for that? No, it was a thirteen. Oh, okay, I was about to say what. How do you have a plus 12, and why didn't you say net 20? Mm-hmm. No. Warfare lore is 28. Any chance religion would help? Um, or undead lore, if it's talking about souls moving on. Or... Tell you what, I, I will also allow undead lore, so if anybody um, okay. get spirit lore. I have lore spirits and lore local undead. Um, Do lore spirits. Local undead, not so much. Okay. I'll just give a straight up undead lore. I mean, maybe this will be nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not lore undead for me. Well, <laughs> shit. I just, I, God damn it. Twenty-eight. I rolled a four on my athletics check. I think I just sprained a. Uh, sprained just team. pulled a muscle. God. Oh, this is okay. So you hurts. get uh, twenty-eight on spirit lore. Yes. And uh, thirty-two esoteric. And thirty-two on your esoteric lore. I mean, I have the feet schooled in secrets. If you let me use cultism. <laughs> Okay, um, let me get take care of theirs first, and then give me your cultism roll. So, spirit lore, you don't get a lot, but you do know that this is an ancient primitive primitive language that you feel like you've come across some semblances of before, but you it's not really been your area of study in any way. But you're you're pretty certain this is an this is an ancient language from from primitive times. Um, and you know, there's geographically there's an interesting piece in this realm because this realm used to be one land, one Pangea. And in the gods' war, the lands were split and separated and made into continents. So it does make history a little difficult because things that used to be close maybe aren't now. Um, so from an archaeological standpoint, it, it makes for some challenges. But you, you're like, this is definitely an ancient language of some sort. With esoteric lore... You get the idea that direct translations might, I mean, while all the, they help and give you a, a starting point, 
you're looking at this and saying, but the context behind it is going to be more important. That's what you get from this level of symbology is what they're trying to portray. A direct translation is only going to give you so much. It's the meaning behind it that if you could sort that out a little more is definitely going to tell you quite a bit more. And uh, what'd you get on occultism? 32. You kind of get the idea as you know you guys are discussing a little bit that some of these phrases up here like at first you're just like you know they're inspirational phrases or um you know most quips or witticisms as it were and you realize that that's not exactly what those are these are these are philosophical phrases of some sort but the context is going to matter more because it, it's going to if you understood that the people in the time these were written what it meant to them you're going to understand the cultural significance of it more other than just the words. Okay. Cool. We're missing a big so, piece of this puzzle. It, it's a difference between a denotative meaning and a connotative meaning. Yeah. Thank you, All Professor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I teach some chem classes sometimes. Calm, not chem. Don't, don't take a chemistry <laughs> class. You're going to get injured. It's going to be bad. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah secrets there's something deeper at work here there's something going on i can feel it in my bones well if you ask me i'd say there's something interesting to be looking into in the uh, usage of deeds and souls since as we remember our companion that we met at the very beginning who very quickly left us mentioned specifically he said spirits and souls whichever you believe in making me think that those are interchangeable and not necessarily the proper terms. And this one seems to say deeds and souls and uses them interchangeably in some of these. Maybe they're not necessarily referring to as soul as we know as being the power source of your being necessarily. Maybe they're referring to soul as in the you. Something. The idea. Mm-hmm. The soul. Yes. That would refer why your deeds would work with that too, and why that would be transferred to the afterlife with you. It's an interesting idea. Did you come up with that, or did your friend suggest that? No, that one was all him. I wasn't involved in that. I meant your other friend. What? what? Well, she's across the room. I she doesn't have any other friends. I, I never said I was. We're friends. Are we not friends? I thought we were. Are are we friends? We, we can be friends. I don't think I actually have. We, we can be friends. Yeah. Shake on it. Okay. <laughs> You're short for an elf, but that's fine. I, I am, and I, I didn't actually eat eat the people. I, I just made him think I was eating the people, but I didn't actually eat eat the people back, back there. I, I just want you to know that. I just made it look like I was eating the human. I'm pretty sure you ate those people. I, I didn't. No, I saw it. You no, ate I, those I just, I made him think like I was. I, I didn't actually eat eat the human. I don't know. I, I think you ate them, and I'm beginning to think you found them delicious. No, I, I actually don't eat meat. She's the killer. Get her. <laughs> <laughs> it's all come together. It's going to be a real it's short It's all come together. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Hmm. Uh, uh... <laughs> Sadiki will uh, uh, senses that uh, this isn't something that you're p- 
prepared to discuss at the moment. But he's still watching you. He's still looking at you meaningfully. Uh, but you, you, you see him almost speak a, a moment or two and then decide not to. And for uh, Ezekiel's uh, perspective, you could see that the specter is still there, and actually, it appears to be hiding behind Doctor Jack, but is lo- like peering over its shoulder, looking <laughs> sure. at you. As he, as he does that, I'll like like he'll hide behind you, and I'll like change the angle and look behind and look over here. Yeah, it's the going, specter I'm going like, like moving. Yeah, it's just like moving, trying to avoid looking directly at him. I feel like does Asana is just kind of like watching. I, I see. Would you stop that? I, I see you. You're right there. See, he's he's just standing there. He's not he's not moving. What are you doing? He's uh uh So you're a professor, right? What's your area? Sure, yeah. Um sorry, uh yeah, so um Yeah, so spell substitution is yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's very stressful. It's very stressful. What spell substitution? What is spell substitution? Yeah. So it's it essentially goes into where um you can substitute. You don't have to have uh just your prepared spells. You can substitute out any spells and not just use the ones that are prepared. I don't know what you mean by prepared spell. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. It's 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 a wizard thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I cast spells, but I mean, I just know them. So that yeah, it's a little little different. No, that doesn't sound as efficient. Well, you see, no, our that's not <laughs> our oracle friend here. He was uh, well endowed with the power to cast things uh, all willy nilly. Like he didn't have to study as hard as we did, so. I mean, he probably doesn't understand the complexities of the magical work such as yes. you and I do. Yeah. I, I didn't only didn't always know how to cast spells. It was something that I, well, something happened a long time ago. And uh, then, uh, then I, you know, learned to. I learned what it means to fight. I learned what it means to put your life on the line for something that's important. To fight. To win. To battle. Yeah, but and it was through that that I learned to cast spells. Oh, but you've never been in the world of academia. That's I, a whole other I mean, I've, fight. I've gotten into a few fights in a few libraries, if that's what you mean. No, that's not what I mean. Have you ever seen a an academia student on no sleep for a week with a professor that does not let you into their office? That sounds terrifying. That's it's... the next room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Did the guy have tenure? Yeah. No, there's nothing you can do. No, no, no there's nothing just, you can do. And no. then their, their TA has to take all their office hours. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's what may I ask. Did you then challenge him to hand-to-hand combat to resolve the matter? I'm sorry, did you ask if I challenged yeah. my professor? Right, because if you didn't, well, then that's on you. <laughs> I'm sorry. D- no. What? Or, <laughs> or mean, colleges you, are a little different. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a dispute. That's how you settle it. I mean, I, I don't understand the problem here. 
academic consensus. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Hmm. Yeah, no. You may want to transfer. Oh, I'll. Yeah. Okay. Can help you with your IRB. (laughs) Oh, sure. Any colleagues that could help us once we get out of here? Anybody you could call that might have some better knowledge on the ancient history part, if we can record the language. Would there be any colleagues that I would know? I mean, you probably think of you like your professor seems like... I mean, (laughs) this seems seems clearly in your uh, area of expertise that um, totally you would have as being a professor <laughs> that I would <laughs> totally have as a professor you're like yeah. I know somebody no. who would if they would if yeah, he no. would tell me but you might not yeah um no the head of our department was supposed to be the one here um he was very very busy um so he ended up sending me I can definitely try to get in contact with him uh, to see if if he is available to see if he would know any more um, but we can definitely definitely see if we can get some more more information from my colleague colleagues yeah one 100% maybe a sending spell or a teleport or something like that you know I've seen them used very effectively on the battlefield I've seen a teleportation spell go awry, actually, before. That's a rather interesting story. Have you ever seen the one half someone arrive in one place, the other half arrive somewhere else? I've caused that to happen, but not through the use of a teleport spell. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I've caused that to happen. Apparently, that's the improper way to donate a kidney. I, I'm just telling them, they say some people donate one, uh, they're a hero. I donate 13 in one day, and I'm suddenly, I need to get my medical license revoked. Uh, you um, I maybe you do belong here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me when I say I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up here if it's still fu- functioning when he dies. Why, Doctor Constance? Why would you say that about me, Constance? He he does know your name. No, oh. no, he does not. Okay. How long have you known each other? Uh, we first met about eight years ago. What was that job? Uh, we were working down in the docks. Forget what boys they had us been. I remember I had to sleep in a box for six hours straight. Those guys thought I looked like an actual zombie when I came crawling out of that thing. I looked like a... Hmm, what's the term for it? I looked like a pretzel. Why were you in a box? Yeah, actually, that, that is a good question. I, I feel that's one... Why were you in the box? Well, we needed to steal something on the ship. Uh, I mean, sure. So you were in a box? Yes. Doesn't that limit your ability to steal something when you're in a box? Well, you see, if I'm in a box on the dock and I'm sub- the box is supposed to be on the ship, of course the dock workers will put me on the ship. Therefore, I'm on the ship. Mm. Now I can get out of the box and I can take what we needed. What did you need to steal? It wasn't stealing. We had a warrant. He just wanted to sm- get himself smuggled onto this ship. I noticed he used the term steal. Well, I didn't have a warrant. He did, but I didn't. Technically, I'm an accomplice in this. Technically, Tat was back when I was with the guard. I noticed you used the term accomplice. 
technically he wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> see, I'm an investigator, you see. So, I... so why, why did you bring him? Or was he, did he, ju- he was just, he just there? <sighs> because technically it was the job he was hired to do. He couldn't do it. He called us. We said we'd handle it. He didn't leave. I feel like that's a pattern in his face. No, no, <laughs> most of the time he's really good about it. He doesn't, there aren't many times that Tetsy can't handle something, really can't handle something. Most of the time when he calls me, he just needs information. Some of the time he needs help. But most of the time it's just information. So, gentle people, are you well rested? Did you find this room to your likings? Are you, are you ready for the rest of your test? I have a question for you. Yes. Burning incense in here wouldn't mess with the spirits, right? I don't think so. Oh, thank God. You notice he pulls out a lighter and lights up the thing that looked like a cigarette. And And I I do want to ask you, uh, Isabella, um, have you noticed any entity passing through your room? Many come through here. Well, some, not a person, but uh, something that can't be seen, but that can be felt. I can do that. Well, something other than you. I don't know if any of the others can. They're not supposed to. Maybe have you felt something that, like, felt evil? Or bad? There's so much of that here. But that walked freely. It's not mine to judge. Some that come through are kind and some less so. You know that poor elf? The bad things that happened to it? So so sad. You know, Isabella, there were... that The elf, um... There were parts of him that, uh were brought into the rooms, but presumably some of those parts had to pass through rooms like you were in. Did you notice that? That those parts were brought through those rooms? Through your rooms? Sometimes, sometimes I can't see. Sometimes I, sometimes I go to sleep. And so that must have happened during a time when you were asleep? It must have. Sometimes I sleep and I don't know what happens. Can so, oh, I'm sorry. Cool. Can can you be turned off? Like, like, do you, are you in a crystal as well? Like, like the the ones in the display rooms, the exhibits? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not in prison. I'm I'm free here in my domain. So. uh... <clears throat> Whenever there's no one here, is that when you sleep? When there's no one in one of these rooms that are part of your domain? No, sometimes I just sleep. When someone tells you to, or it just happens? I just get sleepy. When was the last time that happened? I don't know. Because time hard to judge, is that it? Everything is out of order, out of place. What's out of place? 
all of the things in my head. So your memories are out of place. They're not connected in a linear fashion. I'm not sure what you say, but it doesn't, what do you say, connect? One, one memory leads to another in a sequence. They're just there. Well, uh, unless you've got some more of this cheese handy, I suppose we could go. This is good right here. This one. Oh, I'm so pleased you like it. Yeah, I like that. Although, <laughs> I may have eaten a little too much of that cheese. If you take my meaning, it could cause problems. Well, never mind. I'm sorry, there's no privy to the public at the inside of the museum. <laughs> that's a, to... It's okay, I've been eating all this cheese, <laughs> so it's not going to be necessary for some time. So if you guys want to head out of uh, Isabella's room, as you approach the double doors leading further into the museum, uh, these are etched with the word forge. So you enter into a room filled with smoke. The smells of burning charcoal emanates into your nostrils. And you hear the sound of a hammer and a bellows ringing above, and you can bring all to one conclusion. You have entered a well-equipped forge. As you look around, you notice the walls and filled with racks and racks, floor to ceiling, weapons of every imaginable type, from unknown cultures and known cultures, things you recognize, things you don't. No two are identical, and each bears a unique design. A treasure trove of martial knowledge and unimaginable skill must be behind whatever creature made these weapons. You hear grumbling and complaining as you approach the workshop itself. The man you see manning the forge is shorter than you expect. He's human, but his bit frame with shoulders and arm muscles exaggerated from a lifetime with the hammer make him seem a little more dwarf than man. This will never turn out right. I need my strength back for this metal. Why do I bother? Uh, please, dear strangers, please. Tell me, will you reset the crystals, restore my strength? So much more to make. This is impressive. You've got some nice weapons here. These are all my, all my children. Your children are... Uh, I mean, can I adopt some of them? Because uh, these are great. Each only belong to one person. I will make weapon for you, though. Oh, yeah? I don't know why he had the other action. Yeah. I'd make weapon for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I can tell you, this is... Uh, it's good workmanship, and I haven't seen some... Of, like, what's that one over there? I've never even seen something like that. Mm. That one is very special. Its owner was... Exquisitely powerful. Well, how do you have the weapon back if you made it for that person? All the weapons come back when the owner is gone. Who who was the owner? I remember the weapon. But not the owner. The weapon is what is more important. I make one for you. Tell me about yourselves. I make weapon for you. One only for you and unique. One of a kind. Oh. Um. I... I, uh, I, I, well, I'm primarily a, a spell caster, so if, unless you want to build me a, a staff. Staff is a weapon. Yeah. Everybody have a weapon. Yes, a, a staff to help cast the spells. That would be... Tell me more like, about you. I make staff. Well, what, what do you want to know? About you. The weapon will be unique to you. I must know you. Well, um... I, d- I don't know. Uh, there's not really much 
two. Now I spend most of my time teaching a class I don't want to teach, surrounded by students who don't respect me, working for a department head who never listens to me, and now I'm here because said department head, he was too busy to come here himself. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah. Something dull. Sure. <laughs> sure. Something dull. Out of place. Yeah. Weapon out of place. So not not staff. Baton. Okay. <laughs> we'll make you a baton. Okay. Shaft of wood, but the, the end of baton, I will make special metal for you. Okay. Soft on the head. Sure. And like you see him almost like going over and, and pulling pieces out of like frameworks and you know pieces of wood. Like he's you know looking for the right piece. He's there's billets of, of different steels around. He's kind of fidgeting for the right one. He's looking around and rest. Uh, I tell me, I make weapon for you. Like I make weapon for all these people, each their own. Everybody has weapon. I, I favor, uh, I favor the, the war hammer myself. I, I like, I like, I like hammers. Mm. I like uh, throwing hammers. Uh, but I use this one. I held up, I hold up, and I show him my war hammer. You favor hammer, but hammer favor you? No, oh, yeah, it suits me. No, I know hammer suits you, but do you suit hammer? Yeah, I, I'm an. I, I, I understand the mystery of battle. You don't. I, yeah, I, I understand that uh, the only uh, way to live your life is uh, is in combat and, and protecting those around you and fighting for what you care about and and uh, and doing what you have to do, rising to the challenge. You see, hammer mighty in your arms, but hammer is not the weapon for you. Well, I don't understand. What do you think is the weapon for me? I'm thinking. No, not a poleaxe, pole, a spear. I'm seeing a spear with blade at both ends. Yeah, that sounds complicated. Yes, but that is weapon for you. How do you know? I know Hammer. Hammer know you. Hammer, tell me what is weapon for you. Who are you, Smithy? I am Anton Black Hammer. That's what they call me. Anton Black Hammer? I don't think Black Hammer is my name, but it's what they call me. Anton, that name I have a long time. Any knowledge of that warfare lore? Somebody who made great weapons of destruction? Not really. This is pretty niche. But I mean, your warfare lawyers are going to definitely tell you that like these weapon designs are almost at times like a little wild and crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they definitely all have an elegance to them of some form and absolute master craftsmanship. You know, you look at him and say, well, the, the purpose of that was is odd. That wouldn't be a good weapon, you know, for a lot of the warfare that you think of. Like, they all have a unique purpose of some sort. But, you know, they're not necessarily superior on a battlefield. It's puzzling. Mm. What got you here, Smithy? It's my home. You said that you knew about the crystals, I. I, I'm older than most. Then what got you into the hall? This isn't a place for uh, average men. Meh. Trade craft. It 
got me here. Explain. The weapons I make. They're not normal, Arte. They're not just steel. Wood. Each weapon is for one person, and one person only. As I make weapon for you if you stay. So they're unique to the individual? It's a weapon for you. I cannot make same weapon for a different person. It does not work. Is the individual bound up to the weapon, so to speak? Bound up in or connected to? No, but is the weapon for them. How old are you, Anton? Who who can say? Where did you fight? Or where did you do where did you practice your craft? Here. This is my forge. What nation did you live in? No nation. Long ago, people were scattered before cities. And when the person wielding your weapons, when they when they pass on, the weapon comes back to you. Only I wield them. You wield them? Only I wield them. These weapons are for you. Oh, so you... You kill people with them. What else are weapons for? Okay. All right. I'm feeling a little uh, dense here. <laughs> Didn't quite pick that up. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. All right. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's some mm. like, academia, you know, context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So please, tell me more. I make weapon for you. I make weapon for her. I make weapon for you. I make weapon for everybody. I'd like you to come after me with a double-bladed spear, I'm just saying. That seems like that would be a good fight. I wouldn't bet against me. No bet. There was an elf man. He came through here before us, I. I only begun to make his weapon and he go. Any parts of him come back? I. What part? An eye. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was Ember who got yeah. the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot. They bring back his hands. I always looking for helping hands. Such much busy work here at the forge. And we're done here. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Did the elf say anything to you? He just needs hands on experience. <laughs> oh, God, Jack. <laughs> elf, no, not tell me, so I make weapon. If I know more, I make weapon. He stay quiet, so I not. But I try anyway, is what I do. He must have said something. He must have had a sense about him. You appear to be a man who can sense the essence of someone, at least what it takes to take him down. What sort of weapon were you leaning towards? Alpha's old. Old like me. Your contemporary, you think? Maybe. He not say. I sense him old. So what sort of weapon would you need to take him down? Something not old. Something new. Not so subtle a sword. A dagger. Well, I don't think he was dismembered with a gun, I'll say that much. <laughs> that was not my work. I not make weapon for him yet. Do you do you know what brought his hands back to you? It was he. Who is he? He who haunts the haunted. What, uh, what can you tell us about he who haunts the haunted? You ever seen him? No. This place not let me see. But yet you sense his presence? He comes through? He visits you? He comes through. Does he ever communicate with you? Say anything? No. He no ask me make weapon. 
when you say he haunts the haunted, does he do anything to the souls that are trapped here? He haunts them. So he's just a presence? Like a spirit hanging around, I say, glancing meaningfully over at Dr. Jack? This this what? place not let me see. So is it is it the actual building, the place we're in, that's not letting you see? Is it Yes, this place it not let me see. I am bound by it. I must follow its rules. Can the rules be changed? Not by me. Maybe he who haunts can do so. Maybe that's why I not see him. I kinda wanna make some kind of check, but I don't know what would make sense. Um Your weapon is almost finished. Oh thank you. That's I think that's our cute to head out. Yeah, let's go. I make weapon for all of you. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, no, I they're they're good. They're fine. They don't they don't want weapons. Okay. Maybe no need. Later. Jack already has his own weapon. I don't need one for me. Maybe another time, and I look forward to that time. So if you guys are ready to leave, you head out the room. And once again, you head up to a set of double doors. And etched in those doors, you see the word entice. And what horrible thing you're going to find in that room, we'll find out on the next episode of the Adventures Vault Podcast.